Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Good morning, everyone. It is good to be here and see your smiling faces. Oh, it's going to be a good day. It's already been a good day. Hey, you know, if you were healed just now, if you can, that email address is for you. Testimonies at BethelAtlanta.com. Send them in. We are just stewarding those testimonies and we want to just increase our faith and keep in front of us what the Lord's done. So please just be really good stewards of that. And so it's super easy. Shoot an email to testimonies at Bethel Atlanta. Yeah, so, okay, so I'm excited to share today. I, uh, I've been asking the Lord for a few weeks, like, what do you, what do you want to say? What are you saying? And, and I heard him say, you find yourself in me. <laughs> and I've just been like sitting with it. I'm like, okay, I find myself in him. And I've just been resting in that. And okay, what does that look like to find myself in him? And he's very much highlighted Jeremiah 17. I've got a ton of scripture today, you guys, so... You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to read Jeremiah 17, verse 5 to 9 or 8. All right. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They'll not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in the salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and whose confidence is in him. They'll be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That's a crazy promise if we grab it. It's a crazy, it's crazy on both sides of the spectrum. <laughs> I want to be full of that hope in God and flourish and always be a green tree. <laughs> and those green trees, their, their minds are fixed on peace. Their minds are in satisfaction. They won't be anxious. And so, you know, I've just been studying this verse and there's really two clear options here. You can be in the desert or you can be planted by a stream. And the crazy difference, the only difference I see is where they position their hope or their trust. So the positioning of your trust determines the soil you're in. And so we can actually control our habitat, control our soil by truly just the position of our trust. And and I just felt the conviction of the Lord hitting me. So I'm, I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to all of us. Um, we can change the forecast of our life by changing the position of our trust. And I've just felt the Lord drawing me into an invitation to rest in his confidence, to rest my trust fully in him. And it's crazy because our spirit man is longing to be rooted in him. Like, do you know that feeling when you fully come alive and you're like, oh, I was born for this. When your heart is, 
attached to his in such a way that you're like, oh, why would I settle for anything less than this? Have we all had those moments? It might be a moment in worship or a moment in his presence that you're like, oh, this is all I burn for and all I long for and I feel fully alive. I think there's just so many distractions and there's so many second best options. We are built for him. (laughs) Our spirit man is built for him. He's our portion. He's what my heart longs for. Yeah. I just went like right there. (laughs) Uh, I, I know the feeling when my spirit comes alive, when it's settled in him. Y'all know that feeling? And so I'm just thinking of this tree in Jeremiah 17, and I'm thinking, oh, if my heart position is that my roots go deep into that stream, if my roots are just pulling on the trust of him, wow, what, can, what that can do, what can, that can shift things. Um, it's very clear that that tree whose roots are going deep, that outcome is very different than the other tree. The other tree is swayed by the drought. <laughs> it withers in the drought. The, the other tree, it doesn't even see prosperity coming. So it's almost like a gift of the Father is coming and it, it misses it entirely because its roots aren't touching that stream. It's fully, fully dependent on the circumstances. And I think more than anything, I don't want to be dependent on external circumstances. They've been all over the map. (laughs) Why would I want to anchor myself in that? This stream that's just resting there that my my roots get to go into through trust is the most life-giving source. And trust takes surrender. It takes such surrender. You know, I've listened to the sounds and the songs coming out of our house. I have an abundant gratitude for our worship team. And Vanessa, yes, you can clap for them. (laughs) Vanessa has led them so faithfully. And I've just noticed that the heart position for them is all eyes on Jesus. Whatever he's doing, we're doing. And so when they choose songs, they're not just like, you know, flipping through songs. <laughs> they're, they're praying all week. God, what are you highlighting? What are you breathing on? And I just have found us in worship week after week singing similar sounds and similar songs. And here's a few of them. Uh, I want to be the oil. I want to be the sacrifice. I want to be the laid down lover all my life. Straight and narrow, your path, I'll follow you anywhere. Another one, I lift my hands up, I lay my whole life down, my whole life down for you. Okay, another one, they're just, they're coming week after week. Here is where I lay it all down, every burden, every crown, every lie, every doubt. Here's where I lay it all down. Like I'm noticing us in these moments as a body, just singing out our surrender. 
And I feel it in the room. And I'm like, oh, God, you're taking us somewhere. You're drawing us to surrender it all and fully just whatever you have, whatever. It's yours, Lord. And it's our cry. And I can feel it. And I'm like, oh, he's drawing us to surrender. Y'all feel it? Do y'all remember those moments? Like, do you, do you have those moments where you're like, oh, God? It's all yours. And I just felt it for our body, not just for me individually. I'm feeling it as a corporate invitation. And I'm feeling it from our worship team leading us into this as a, as a sound that our house is lifting up. And there's something in our spirit, man, that comes alive when we sing this. And so full surrender, it's, it's the position of our heart. It's laid down lovers. It's that fully dependent place. It's not fearful, it's anxious, it's not anxious, it's full of trust. And I, I just feel like we're supposed to look different and surrendered people look different. Fully surrendered people don't look like the world because <laughs> we're not anchored in the world. <laughs> We're called to look different. We're called to carry this hope who resides in us. <laughs> you find yourself in me. I'm the person of hope. You find yourself in me. We're called to be this light and this, wow, where's that hope coming from that they're carrying? And so I've just been, I've been asking the Lord, okay, how do I become so anchored where that drought doesn't touch me? How do I come, become so anchored where my roots are touching this source that's limitless. And I felt he was highlighting surrender, trust, his word. There's probably many, many ways, but I felt like highlighting a few of those today. Um, all right, there's a verse in Proverbs, and it goes like this. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord completely, don't rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he'll lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him whatever you do. And he'll lead you wherever you go. <laughs> and there's these moments in the in-between. There's these moments that we're waiting for our promise. I'm still trusting in the waiting. It hasn't come yet, God. You've promised this. Okay, I'm anchoring my trust in you. When we don't understand, <laughs> in all your ways, we're gonna wait on him. <laughs> Even when I don't understand, it doesn't change who he is. I find myself fully alive in my surrender. And surrender looks childlike. It's, it's so beautiful. It's, it's the eight-year-old that their life is great as long as that trampoline's in the backyard and they get their big breakfast in the morning and, you know, their dog's happy and they're just wrestling on the floor. That's surrender. I'm not, you know, they're trusting me, their good parent, to just show up and to just love them well and have a, you know, food in the fridge and maybe make an occasional breakfast. And they're just, just reliant on it. They're so surrendered. <laughs> you know, and I just think about that. I'm like, wow, he, he's so much better than me as a parent. Can I surrender to him the way my kiddos surrender to me? Wow. Yeah. 
they're surrendered and I mess up. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, I dropped the ball big time yesterday. It was <laughs> when it was, you know, so joyful in the morning. He's like, I can't wait to go to that baby shower today with the whole family. I fully forgot that he was excited about it. <laughs> he was so excited. And uh, his brother came home from a soccer game and was just chilling on the couch and watching a movie. And then Wynn joined him. And I was like, oh, they're fine. They're going to have fun. I went to the, to the shower without him. <laughs> I felt so bad. He called me. I was like, oh, man, that was a big mess. And so um, we're making it up with a date to cacao. Don't worry. <laughs> He's already prepared. <laughs> Laid out his outfit and everything. We got a plan. <laughs> But man, he's still trusting me with his complete surrender, and I still drop the ball. <laughs> wow, how much better is my Heavenly Father? How much more trustworthy is he? <laughs> how much more is he going to fully be there? Yeah. Those kids are not worried about the gas prices. <sighs> They're not worried about the next paycheck. They're not worried. They literally just show up. It's going to be a great day today. <laughs> Why? It's Saturday. Okay. <laughs> Adjust my heart. <laughs> Adjust my heart. <laughs> I mean, I'm hearing it out of the mouth of kids. Like, it feels like vacation. I'm like, why? He's like, we have a dog. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I got to adjust my heart <laughs> to surrender and joy and trust. <laughs> Those kids, they trust their good parents. Wow, we have the best father. <laughs> we have the best father. Oh. <laughs> These songs are rocking me. They've been wrecking me for, for months. Like, you know, our worship leaders are writing songs a couple years ago that we're singing today that are the, that are the sound, that are sounding in the heavens. As Zena, I think, wrote, surrender, she's, uh, let's see, where does it start? Hmm. To not go anywhere, do anything without you, nothing above you. No nation, no idol, no nothing. Surrender to Jesus, my King. Take your rightful place as Jesus, Lord of my life. Straight and narrow, your path I'll follow you anywhere. Lead me the way you lead your lovers anywhere. He's just drawing us to him. And... I'm just, I'm just longing to be so anchored in who he is. And uh, it's surrender, <laughs> it's trust, you know, leaning not on our own understanding. Uh, Psalm 71.5 says, You're my hope, O my Lord, O Lord my God, my confidence from my youth. I can be confident in my skill and my ability, or I can anchor my confidence in him. <laughs> and then it doesn't sway. <laughs> it, it's, it's anchored to a source that can't be moved. 
Psalms 34, 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. I just picture, you know, I've done this a hundred times in the last year. I picture myself taking refuge in his lap. And I just literally, I'm like, Jesus, okay, I can sit in your lap. And from there, I can do anything. From there, I can rest. From there, I can hear your voice. I can just lean my head on your chest and take my refuge in you. That takes trust. Because <laughs> it's real easy to phone a friend or use a, you know, like pull on a skill set. Well, I'm good at this, so we're gonna make this happen. Like, it takes trust to say, okay, God, I'm sitting back. What you got? What you saying? Where are you at? Okay, Proverbs 3, 4, and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make straight your paths. I was remembering this story from when I was a fifth grader, which I have a fifth grade daughter now. Um, and it's a crazy, it was a funny story. Uh, I was a studious kid, and I did not like my school that I was at. And... I came home to dad one day and I said, here's what we did. And I wrote it on a piece of paper, time by time, how much time we wasted at school. <laughs> I was such a nerd, it was great. <laughs> True story. I was really annoyed and kind of offended and I was just like, I, whatever. So I was like, I don't wanna go here anymore. It's, it's, it is not the place for me. And you guys let me visit two schools. I visited Heritage and Landmark. And so I'm a 10 year old, you know, just in the middle of the school year, visiting a few schools. And <laughs> I know, says so much. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so I went to Landmark and I had the most fabulous day and just, you know, people were kind and it was a wonderful experience. I went to Heritage a few days later, and it was not so great of an experience. It wasn't bad. It was just like, eh, I'm not, I'm not into it. And, and I remember y'all said, hey, you can go wherever you want. You can choose, which is a lot. <laughs> That's a huge gift and huge trust. And, uh, and I'm more aware of that now, you know. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there. And I remember talking to the Lord as a 10-year-old, and I was like, Jesus, where should I go to school? And, uh, and I felt he said, go to Heritage. And now, okay, Heritage was the place that it was an okay day, and I didn't really love it. And Landmark was the place that I felt loved and connected, and I was, and, uh, and it was contrary to my own understanding. And I, I just heard the Lord as loud as day. I mean, not audible, but I just like knew in my knower. And, uh, and so I said, I want to go to Heritage. And so January 1st, right after Christmas, they put me in Heritage and trusted me to make that decision. And that following September, the entire family followed. <laughs> and me and all three brothers graduated from that school, which is kind of wild. Mom, she taught PE. <laughs> and we all just really had an incredible experience there. And I just think of the Lord and his kindness 
like, he spoke to me as a 10-year-old, and it made no sense. <laughs> Lean not on your own understanding. And it, like, set the course of our family's trajectory for schooling, and it was just the most wonderful experience. And I just think, wow, the kindness of the Lord to speak to me, to allow y'all to let me choose. <laughs> it's wild. And so I've just been just thinking about our trust in him. And I, I've been trusting the Lord as my counselor. This one's been so special that I didn't know... <laughs> It didn't, I, I didn't know the level. You know, we've always heard, he's our counselor, right? Psalm 16, 7 to 9, it says, I'll bless the Lord who counsels me. Even at night when my thoughts trouble me, I always let the Lord guide me because he's at my right hand, I'll not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My body also rests securely. Jump down to verse 11, it says, you reveal the path of life to me. And so I've always read, he's our counselor. And then uh, probably six months ago, he wakes me in the night. And, you know, I hate getting woken up in the middle of the night because it takes me three hours to go back to bed, you know. But it wasn't, it, it was like the good kind of waking, you know. <laughs> um, and so he wakes me up and he's like, hey, you remember that time when you were 14? I'm like, like, no, okay, yeah, now I do. <laughs> and he reminds me of this birthday party I went to as a 14-year-old. And, you know, I was just, it was like the most sweet, innocent, beautiful thing. And it was like, we were just hanging out. And I remember being goofy, and I remember dancing, and I remember like just, and I remember a kid making fun of me. And I was like, so the Lord's asking me questions like a counselor would. He's like, hey, do you know what that was? You know? Remember when that happened? Remember, remember how it took your joy away? <laughs> He's like, oh, you were meant to have more fun. <laughs> and he, said, he was telling me, he's like, you know, that was a seed that he was, that the enemy was just planting there to just rob you of fun. I'm like, wow, I'm in the middle of the night. It's the easiest counseling session I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> I don't even have to get dressed. I'm in my PJs. It's great. It's quick. He talks right to my spirit and soul. And I, y'all, I've, I've seen some amazing counselors and I believe, like I go when I'm healthy, I go when I'm not. But man, this surpassed them all. <laughs> and it was just like him visiting me in the most kind way. Can I trust him as my counselor? Can I just say, oh, you're invited in, Lord, anytime you want to wake me? As long as it's not the dog waking me, I don't care. You know, if it's you, <laughs> wake me up, Lord. And I just feel his kindness in him being our counselor. You know, it's just an invitation. All these, all these ways to trust him are an invitation. And I'm just keep imagining this tree's roots just kind of pushing out more to that stream, just getting closer to that stream. Every, every level of trust. Am I trusting him when, I, when it doesn't make sense? Am I trusting him? Lean not on your own understanding. Am I trusting him to wake me in the night and speak directly to my heart? Am I trusting him as my provider? So, 
you know, when you're, sometimes when you're preparing a sermon, it just feels like the Lord's just talking right to you a few extra ways. Like, I'm like, oh God, thank you. I'm glad I'm talking about trusting you. And I'm just feeling like it's just getting, like, just, oh, look at that. Are you trusting me there, Lauren? Are you trusting me there? It's just getting poked on everywhere. Oh, so yesterday morning, and, you know, in this vein, I, uh, we have a wonderful neighbor. I love him. I love both of them. But uh, he took down his fence, and I thought fully he was going to put it back up. And I have three children and a dog, and so my dog's been in, inside, and I'm, like, waiting for this fence to go back up. <laughs> Just waiting, waiting. And, it, and I talked to him yesterday, and he's like, oh, no, we're not putting it back up. I'm like, <sighs> but I got a dog and three kids and kids' friends, and... And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, we, we don't have the money and da-da-da-da-da-da. By the way, don't let your dog in that yard or that yard. They're, they're not happy about it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'm feeling like anxiety creeping with the dog. And then, like, that's a huge unexpected expense that happened 10 seconds ago, you know. And, uh, and it's just this moment. And, uh, you know, like, I'm married to a commission salesman, which, you know, that's like... Uh, He's, he's at soccer. Um, but Brent, you know, like, it's, it kind of ebbs and flows with the, the society and the economics and everything. And, and so I'm like, okay, that's, so I, I'm in this moment talking to my neighbor at 8 a.m. and thinking about life and buying a fence. And I'm, <sighs> and I'm like feeling like, oh, the money's just flying out, <laughs> okay. And, you know, I don't want to be affected by drought. And I'm like, I'm literally like, okay, you know, first I go negative for sure, just to be honest. <laughs> I go, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> and then I, I just feel the Lord, do you believe what you're, do you believe this verse that you're preaching on, Lauren? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I spend some time on my porch just talking to the Lord and, um, you know, okay, okay, Lord, uh, that tree that streams or that that's roots go to the stream, it doesn't get swayed by the drought. <laughs> it doesn't get swayed by, you know, economics. It doesn't get swayed by unexpected fences needing to be built. It doesn't get swayed. It's green all the time. It's not affected by the heat. I mean, it's kind of wild. <laughs> it's such an invitation. So I'm just asking, oh, do you really believe this? <laughs> do we really believe this? <sighs> it's, we live in a century that's like not as dependent as the previous. Like there used to be farmers in their whole life livelihood was affected by the rain. Like, that's a crazy dependence. And we now have credit cards and a lot more to fall on. Um, and, and I'm just thinking of those, like, we don't, we're not positioned in a dependent lifestyle, just naturally. And so it actually takes probably more concerted effort than it did. <laughs> I don't know, I wasn't a farmer, but I'm just talking about them. <laughs> just... <laughs> 
It feels like they had to be very dependent, like God's in the rain. <laughs> like, I want to feed my family and have the crops live. And I've just been asking myself, how, how do we anchor that dependence on him and that trust? And uh, so just in this quest to have those roots go, go deeper to that stream, I feel like he was highlighting the, his word as another, another way. And in Proverbs, it says, Proverbs 4, man, I love these first two, 20 to 24. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything I teach you and pay attention to all I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health in the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. And pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. From there flows the wellspring of life. Wow. Isn't that a beautiful picture? This is the Passion Translation of unwrapping his words. <laughs> of them just being so deep in our heart. <laughs> and they're gonna do powerful things in us. They're gonna bring radiant health. <sighs> Can I trust in his word to bring the radiant health? Can I trust his word to bring my healing? You know that in between where you're waiting for the victory and you're waiting for the testimony and you're like, your word says that you're going to heal me. <laughs> your word says by your stripes I'm healed. Your word says this is your portion. Your word says you paid a price. <laughs> you know, as I'm waiting for healing, unwrap my words and they will impart true life and radiant health. Oh, can I just hold them so deep in my heart and meditate on them so much that they're just flowing out of me. <laughs> and then I, can I anchor my trust so deeply in those words? Like, okay, my circumstances aren't yet lining up, but man, that word is deep inside of me and that's my life. <laughs> Your promises will come to pass. <laughs> you are faithful. And so... You know, I want to find myself so anchored in him. <laughs> we find ourselves in him. I've just been just meditating on that. We don't have to muster up all the hope. <laughs> it's in us because he's in us. The God of hope lives inside of me. And so I can be brimming with his hope because he's inside of me. You know, to him who's able to be, do more than we can ask or imagine according to his power within us. That peace is within us. The, the Prince of Peace lives inside of me. The Prince of Peace lives inside of you. We don't have to force ourselves to be peaceful. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a contradictory anyway? You know, I gotta be peaceful. <laughs> that never works. <laughs> The most joyful one on the planet that ever walked the planet is inside of me. 
<laughs> He's able to do immeasurably more than I can. When things don't look joyful, he's in there. The source is inside of me. We find ourselves in him. We find ourselves dependent. <laughs> you know, the provider lives inside of me. <laughs> Jehovah Jireh, my provider, just living in there, just waiting to be accessed, just waiting to be asked, waiting to come out. I can just behold that part of him. I behold that side of you, God, that's the provider. I behold the side of you that's the restorer of souls. Like, it's inside of us. We find ourselves being led by the perfect leader when we're anchored to that source. We're not the leader. <laughs> He's the leader of my life. I'd so much rather follow him than follow my good ideas. <laughs> I find myself moving in a strength that's not my own when I'm anchored into that stream. I find myself connected to the perfect source, the source who never tires. I just picture that stream, it's just flowing. It's never stopped. It's so full of fresh well water. <laughs> I find myself leaning on him when I'm connected to that source. The hope for my problem doesn't depend on me. I don't have to carry the hope. It rests on his shoulders, not mine. I love depending on him. It's such a better place to live. It's so, less, so much less disappointing. <laughs> Just, oh, you're the hopeful one. I find myself in the person of hope. We're the home. We are the home of the God of hope. <laughs> I'm finding myself just so anchored. We find ourselves in him. And so, you know, as I close, I've just been, I've just been invited into another layer of trust, another layer of surrender, another layer of um, awareness of Christ in you, the hope of glory, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And, uh, you know, I think, I think sometimes we just, we just depend on our own selves. <laughs> and I, and I felt the Lord just call me to repent, like, oh, my bad, that was, that was a miss. Like, and, and as I'm even sharing today, I see our house just being called to surrender, to surrender to his trust. And there's so much life in it. There's so much life in surrender. And so, you know, even if I'm, as I'm speaking, there's... Uh, Lord brings up something where you're not trusting or you're not surrendered or I would just ask you to repent. <laughs> Change the way you think. <laughs> and and he just is the most kind. He just, he runs at you like, oh, that's awesome, I'm ready. 
I'm ready to be depended upon. <laughs> Depend on me. It's great. <laughs> you don't have to do it all. <laughs> and so I just, um, I'm going to close in prayer. Jesus, we just love that you're our source. You're the tireless source. You're the infinite source. God, I just, I just surrender my heart, that, like areas of my heart that haven't been in full surrender, areas of my trust that haven't been, that's been relying on my own understanding. And God, we just repent. <laughs> and we say, we want to we lay our whole life down for you. We lay our whole life at your feet. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no one I'd rather place my trust in. God, we love you. We adore you. We just thank you for, for being in us. give you our whole life, Lord. We just give you our whole life. Have your way with every part of us. Have your way, Lord. Jesus, thank you. You're so good. Yeah. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.